Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mixtape Mixtape. Podcast, podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Mike. Each episode, we pick a topic and make you a mix. What is this week's topic, Mike? Uh, well, I hear the train coming. It's coming around the bend. It's Americana. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. At night, seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. Oh, we're back. We're talking. And we're talking. <laughs> this is the intro to we're our episode. Going, we're talking. We're talking. So, Julia, this week, we, uh, we, we, I play, and I think you do too. You're a fan of it, and I play I a lot I'm of these songs. growing. It's a growing, growing interest for me. Something a little more soothing, laid back, but go on. Continue. But yeah, we're, we're talking about Americana uh, music. Americana in general is defined. I had to look it up just because I wasn't sure what we were talking about. On Webster's Dictionary? I actually looked up on Wikipedia. Which, Same thing. Uh, yeah, basically. And it just says it's a collective term for artifacts related to the history, geography, and folklore and the cultural heritage of the United States of America. As it relates to music, it's a genre of contemporary music which incorporates elements of various American music styles, including country, roots, rock, folk, bluegrass, blues, resulting in a distinctive roots-oriented sound. I partially listen to you. Yeah. I tend to zone out when people read to me, but I get it. It's folksy. It's not quite country. Yeah. It's rock. It's not quite rock, you know, like an alternative rock. It's not quite country. Right. And and I think when we're talking about... um, a lot of people think of Americana music these days as a, um, it's like a, what traditional country was yeah. back yeah, in yeah. the day, right? So fiddles and banjos and harmonies and this and that. Mm-hmm. And that could be true, I think. Um, like with, without the, if, if I don't know if we're ever going to do a country, proper modern no. country episode, probably not, not at this show. But modern country, you know, it, it's like, it's like they have the, um, the hip hop song or the overly produced Britney Spears song or whatever, but mm-hmm. they put a pedal steel behind it. So, you know, it's country. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the dog whistle for people in the South. They're yeah. like, oh, okay. It's a hip hop country song, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me. Throw a little twang in there and suddenly <clears throat> Taylor Swift's country artist. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. And, uh, <clears throat> and the reality is, is that, you know, really, uh, we can start with, you know, anybody who's a basic college jazz appreciation person will tell you the only real form of american music that we've contributed to the world is jazz and everything that came from that part of that being the blues and r&b and obviously rock and roll Mm -hmm. and so that is all of ours distinctly so to say something is americana um everybody knows the beatles were trying to play american music Okay, they just, yes. you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it is what it is. This is this is our contribution to the world. So so let's kind of revel in it a little bit. Um, but yeah. Uh, it, it's a very niche, I feel like, genre too. Like it's not yeah 
There's a lot of bands that fit into it actually yeah. now that it, there's a whole scene where, and we're going to do a whole another episode of people who were punk that turned Americana. There's lots mm-hmm. of bands. X is my, one of my top five favorite bands of all time. And you could make the argument that X is very, and always has been an Americana band because of Billy Zoom's guitar and you yeah. know the way they use it. Obviously other offshoots of that band, like the Knitters and uh, the Flesh Eaters even are more so. In, in that regard um and you know there's there's whole there's whole movements of this where uh where i don't know it's it i see these memes all the time it's like it shows rockabilly people and it says rockabilly um what happens to punkers when yeah, they get when old they gr- yeah. when they get old yeah and that's kind of i think that americana is like that too it's like totally. a genre and you look at the guys who are popular who are you know like we talked about nick 13 before you know nick 13 is firmly rooted in Americana sound. He wants to be a 50s crooner and, you know... He wants to be Johnny Cash he back basically in the wants 50s. To be Johnny, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so you you can't get more Americana than that. But I think modern, as far as modern uh, Americana goes, it really starts from one band, in my opinion. Um, and that band is uh, Uncle Tupelo, who was active in 1987 to 93 or so. But uh, Uncle Tupelo was a band that uh, um, really used country influences bluegrass influences but also listened to bands like Firehose and a lot of indie punk yeah. rock at the time a lot of south bay punk rock and a lot of, you know so uh they uh they were a faster harder version of a country band mm-hmm. and they essentially uncle tubelo started they had an album called no depression and that the the name of the magazine that covered americana music all in the 90s was called no depression that's how big of an influence they were they kind of put their imprint on the genre way early Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna play a song uh by uncle tupelo but it's actually a cover song but it kind of proves my point yeah uh, because it's a cover of uh eating the stooges it's uh i want to be your dog as interpreted by uncle tupelo like it and i think it's shows it's a good stepping point or what are my words jumping off point whatever for this genre because i think it straddles so many different lines yeah and it has you think of it as you might think of it as being just a lighter country but there's so many influences that go into it so this was a little punky a little alternative yeah um had more reverb and all that stuff on it but it's still I guess when you listen to it lyrically, um, it's a very much an Americana band. Yeah, for sure. And and no no accident that they covered I Want to Be Your Dog, which is yes. one of the original um, mainstream kind of punk songs, you know, from that time, from the early 70s, or mid-70s, actually, for uh, with um, the Stooges. So, you know, to put that out, that they're kind of saying, okay, here's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. We're not going to cover Merle Haggard, which would be an obvious thing. We're going to cover one of our other influences which is the studio yes. so it's really great band and also um a couple of bands that have spawned out of uncle tupelo um the the vocal duties were split 50 50 in this band by uh by a um a guy named jeff tweedy who you may know from oh, wilco yeah. 
And the other guy is Jay Farrar, who started a band called Sunvolt, who is way more rootsy. You know, as Wilco has gotten more progressive and kind of indie, indie sounding. We say indie, even though they are a conglomerate out there. But, you know, it, indie just means there's no that stuff. Yeah, there's kind of no, no rules. Yeah. Not no rules, but it's not like an aggressive hard rock. Right, exactly. Just, you know. And whereas they become giants in that, Jay Farrar really has adopted um, that um, Americana style mm-hmm. and has run with that. And Sunvolt very rarely comes to the West Coast, um, and when they do, it's usually part of a festival of some type. But I got a chat opportunity to see them four or five years ago, and really great, really great singer. So who do you have next? So I have a band that's pretty mainstream and this is because I'm not as familiar with Americana music, but I did enjoy doing the dig for this. I thought it was a lot of fun. And again, I've been needing more soothing, less aggressive music to drive home to. Mm-hmm. And just, I think as I mature, I just don't need that noise anymore. Like I did all the time. I don't, I don't need that damn shit. Yeah. Turn just, off that damn shit. Like you feel like you just need, la- <laughs> you needed loud music all the time to keep you interested. Yeah. And I yeah, just don't I would, feel that way anymore. Right, right. I, I would say that. And, and, you know, it's kind of like you almost have a, or if you're anything like I have been in the past where it's like, I've heard all that before. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I've been listening to the same bands for the past 20 years. I need something yeah. a little different. So, right. um, but this band, again, is a little more mainstream. It's the old 97s. I know oh, you're a huge yeah, fan. I'm a huge fan. You know that. Um, I think the last time we saw them was a really special show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or my band got, I got to open up for them. Yeah. And uh, LP3 and the Tragedy opened up for them. And then what's funny is I, I we opened up for them that night, and then two nights later I actually paid to go see them. <laughs> oh, the, really? Yeah, I went to the St. Rock and saw See? Them, so. That's how much of a fan you are. Yeah, no, they're great. And this song, again, is, I think, a pretty... It's a song that I'm sure a lot of people have heard, but I like it. So it's Question play it. by Old 97s. Oh, I love this song. Are you kidding me? Someday somebody's gonna ask you A question that you should say yes to Once in your life Maybe tonight I got a question for you Old 97s. I love it. I love the band. I really like that song a lot. That has got to be one of the most requested, like, marriage songs. I mean, yeah, first like, dance songs or whatever. <laughs> How many people got married or got proposed to right, during that song? exactly. And then, and uh, I, I follow uh, Rhett Miller, the singer of Old 97s, on, on um, Instagram. And he posts someone like, it's so great to share this special night. with Somebody with money got him to fly down yeah. to do an engagement party or something. So, yeah, I totally get that. But it's a real genuine song. and. Totally. And I first heard that song. I don't know. Did you watch Scrubs at all? Um, no. I, yeah, I did. Not with any regularity, though. Oh, Scrubs? I know the characters, but I don't like, know. Like, they had a really good soundtrack. They definitely did. I did know that. And yeah. this song is, this is where I first heard this song. Oh, gotcha. And it was such a beautiful moment in the show. But um, a lot of good music I heard from Scrubs. So, yeah, appreciate they, that show. You know, Rhett Miller was uh, such a good songwriter when he was young. He was like 15 or something like that. The other guys mm-hmm. in the old 97s are older. And they saw him play, and they were like, they were starting a band. And the bass player, I forget his name, for the old 97s, he went to talk to Rhett Miller's parents <laughs> so they could go on tour and like and like record and do all this yeah. stuff. 
with him. Oh and, yeah, looking uh, at photos, they're yeah, all like in their forties, and he looks like a twenty-one year old. Yeah, baby. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so they just knew talent when they when they saw it, I guess. And uh, it's a great story to be that talented, to have the old dogs in the room mm-hmm. look at you and go, "Oh, respect. We got it. We need this kid." So it's really cool. Uh, What's awesome. yours? Well, mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this song. Um, it's probably more indie Americana than I don't know. It's by the Felice Brothers, and I like it because there's an accordion in it. It's pretty cool, but I love the stanza at which, um, I think his name is Joe Felice, the way he sings, and uh, it's called Frankie's Gun, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's one of those songs where it's like, you know, they rob the bank, and he's got the money in the glove box, but save this money, because I'm going to buy my lady some clothes with it. (laughs) It's one of these kind of songs, so it's pretty cool. It's called uh, Frankie's Gun from the Felice Brothers. Every weekend I pick up some cargo I think I know the bloody way by now, Frankie Turn the goddamn radio down, thank you Pull over, count the money But don't count the 30 in the glove I like it a lot. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, they're they're super cool. Um, they used to, uh, I guess, I guess they're a New York band, so... Uh, New York City. New York City. Uh, this stuff's made in New York City. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they would, I mean, you know, a band like that, they ended up playing with like Bright Eyes back in the day. Yeah. Um, the old Crow Medicine well, show. Well, I mean, and, where would you fit in? Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And they, you know, shared bills in the early, early days with like Mumford and Sons, which you could see that. I mean, if you're, if you're a dude that has an accordion in your band and a guy who plays acoustic guitar and a girl bass player, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, yeah. You got a beard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, promoters, they just look at that and go, yeah, that fits. Okay, good. Next. That's that, that, that's, uh, that's all, that's all done up, but they got several records. Really good. Definitely worth your time. Uh, their music gets a little more jammy. It's, it's pretty cool. Oh, sorry. Hit the mic. Hit the mic. Okay. Um, I'm going to play again, a newer band, but definitely fits into this genre. I feel, I think it's does straddle the line of like indie Mm -hmm. slash, americana but alabama shakes oh yeah totally love them that's that's definitely i mean that gets into roots americana like i don't know what that's really great i love um trying to think of her voice what's her name her name is something very very common and i forget do 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 britney howard britney howard yeah yeah but i love her voice and i i really like this song she's a solo record now i think yeah i've seen that but here it is this is hang loose by alabama shakes awesome Don't you ever worry about a thing I really like that song. I think that's the first song I ever heard them do. I think they did that on Saturday Night Live or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I just remember her very distinct voice and her guitar playing. So Yeah, it's very raspy, but mm-hmm. it's strong, and she, like, really belts it out. You know, she's a talent for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that you want to talk about somebody who fits the genre perfectly. That band definitely does. So, good choice. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take it back, actually. Uh this band, I think, is probably the most successful as far as sales. 
if not 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 really longevity but for sales um that's in the americana genre and many people may not know that they're from the americana genre but uh americana genre but say uh, it three times fast exactly but no, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna play a uh, three times fast three times fast three times fast <laughs> uh, i'm gonna play this song because um you know what i, li- I like the band i'm gonna say i'm a fan of the wallflowers i'm a fan okay. of this band because they uh i saw them in 1991 I want to say it was then. I was in first grade. Go on. Yeah, okay. Uh, I saw them. Um, no, 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 no. Not 91 because let's see. I was. Yeah, well, probably it was 16. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, and I saw them and uh, I saw this. I, I saw them at the Universal Amphitheater and uh, they were opening up for a band called 10,000 Maniacs. And uh, I was a fan of that band too back then. Um, and they're the they're one of the only bands that where I've ever been to where I was like, legitimately heard them and was like man i gotta get this cd i remember not having enough money for the cd or the shirt and walking up and like trying to make a decision i'm like i'm gonna get the cd walked up to the the merch booth and the guy's like oh we're out of cds so oh, i ended up buying bummer. it was like a white tour t-shirt that had the the, the dates, dates on the back but it was all white and like had the album cover just on the front mm-hmm. it was really cool but uh it's got to be hard being you know the king of modern I don't know the king of modern say 60s on music you're his son you're Bob Dylan's exactly. kid exactly and he's a good looking kid and he writes yeah. good songs it's like it's it's got to be kind of a hard road to hoe to just be like hey I'm not I'm not my dad and my dad mm-hmm. didn't help me and you know so anyway and they're huge and they're huge yeah such a huge band yeah, they, that he well, did they, on his own yeah and they well they were I don't think I don't even know if they're around anymore when was the last time they released an album oh I don't know I'd have hmm. to look into that I'll Research. look into that while we play okay. the song but uh, this song's called Ashes to Ashes, and it's from their very first record called The Wallflowers, and it came out about that time, 1991 or so. Um, and it's just a cool rock ditty, and here it goes. I've always liked Jacob's um, voice. Yeah. It's so deep and it, it sounds like his dad. Yeah. I think he's unique. I think when you know that he's Bob Dylan's kid, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I can hear it. But you may not say that not knowing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's basically what I he thought. He sounds like a young Bob Dylan before he kind of went kind of slurry in his speech. Well, you know, you know, that happened. Bob Dylan got into a bad motorcycle accident. And oh, that's, that I and didn't know. There's pre-accident Bob Dylan and post-accident oh. and his voice was never the same got yeah. it so if you hear like uh i think blonde on blonde was like the last one i maybe do research on that but blonde on blonde i think was the last one if you hear the next one after it's like oh who's this dude like this really is, oh yeah. i had no idea yeah, i feel yeah. bad about that dude he's had i would really like somebody to do an actual biopic of bob dylan's life and have it be like a mini series or something where it's tell all because the ones that they've done have been kind of like you know, James Jar- Jarmusch, you know, it's like kind of artsy takes on his life, yeah. and, you know, where, where Kate Blanchett plays him. And then there was some, one recently, yeah. right? Okay. And was there one? I don't know if there was like a biopic about him. I think there was a documentary about him. Got it. But I don't know. There was something it'd, related it'd be to cool. him. Anyway, I'm just saying he's, he's pretty dope. And then how's that keyboard playing on that by Rami Jaffe? That guy is amazing. And 
He's been in a bunch of other bands, but uh, you know him now if you've ever seen uh, the Foo Fighters. He's the keyboard player for the Foo Fighters these days. The band itself, they went on hiatus in 2006 and ended up coming out with an album in 2012 and hasn't really done that, but Jacob done much since then. Jacob Dylan still does solo records, though. So Does he? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty, 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 cool. pretty, pretty cool. All right, my turn. I'm picking Gary Clark Jr. Love it. Let's pick him. And this is more um, like alt-rock Americana, mm-hmm. but uh, the song is Feed the Baby. It's so mm-hmm. part of being an Americana artist is like the protesting, the social aspect. Sure, yeah. Speaking, uh, writing about what's going on in society and, you know, not necessarily... Speaking on behalf of the little guy. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of it. So let's listen to Feed the Babies. So come on, brothers and sisters, the same path you want. Come on, brothers and fathers, teach the babies to talk. Come on, brothers and sisters, it starts with a song. Come on, brothers and fathers, stand up and corrections corner after listening to that again yeah not alt rocky very bluesy influence yeah, very, my bad also yeah very soul influence but yes. a lot of his stuff is he's got mm-hmm. he has that where he blends in between the two um, yeah i actually saw um i saw him open up uh for mumford and sons like six years ago a long time ago where um, at the Glen helen pavilion Oh, what and show was that? It was it was Mumford and Sons. Um, wow! Like I don't know what it was. I don't know. It was it was a long time ago. I was like, you know, like 2012. So long Ugh, time ago. Can't even. Don't even want to think about the fashion in 2012. But, yeah, Mumford and Sons uh, played, and then the Eels opened up. Oh, that's a good band. And too. then uh, and then Gary Clark well, played as well, and mm-hmm. was like, "Shit, dude, what? Who is this guy?" What's funny is I was hanging out. Uh, I was hanging out there and it was like an all day kind of a thing. And, uh, and Tom Dumont was standing right next to me, just hanging out, you yeah. know, whatever, just, Such an I was wearing a, my superhero shirt and he's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? What's up? You know, kind of thing. it was really cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was, he was there with his kids and his kids were running around. We were in the, like the works area and they were like running around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really family friendly, super cool. Same night because it's Glen Helen, which for those of you who are unfamiliar, Glen Helen is, Kind of in the Inland Empire. Very like, far away. Very far away. It's kind of at the base of the base of the hills that lead you to the mountain, to the desert yes. uh, in California here. Because uh, we're in 54 countries, so we have to explain this. Yes. You know, so people don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's very well, let's hot. just say the people who, Mumford and Sons was a popular band at the time on the radio a lot. Yes. And uh, I will say that as the beer was consumed, mm-hmm. that the Inland Empire, which it's called here in Southern California, really started to show its... Reared its... Reared its ugly head. Yeah. And the at that point, Mumford and Sons did a... Did a um, they basically had one old tube microphone that was like a 40 style radio microphone yeah and it was on this stage and the guys came out and they sang a, a song acapella and it was beautiful like you could hear it's seventeen thousand people in this arena and you could hear a pin drop mm-hmm. okay as they're singing this until the dude standing about 20 oh. feet from me goes Fuck yeah! <laughs> it's such a <laughs> such an inland an ie thing to yeah. do oh god yeah and then like 
sing that shit. <laughs> and so there was another dude standing uh-huh. equal distance away from me, but the opposite direction from uh-huh. this man who was looking at him. And this guy clearly was into MMA or some type of kickboxing or something. And was the guy was annoying him the whole night. And since we're in the orchestra pit and you could move freely, this was it. Like, this guy had had enough. Yeah. And he hauled off and punched this dude in the face. It's the only time. Seriously, it's the only time there was like a few people in, enjoy, like kind of jumped in the melee with it. And no joke. People say go to punk shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go to see Black Flag. Sure. Never once at a punk show have I been as scared as I was. <laughs> at a Mumford <laughs> at show. At a Mumford Sun show <laughs> for the finale that was acapella. Oh, God. So there it is. <laughs> Gary Clark Jr., thank you very much. Uh, okay, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah, uh, you should. I think I should. Let's keep this thing moving. We're, uh, I mentioned before that Uncle Tupelo was made up of two bands. One was uh, a band called Wilco, and the other is a band called Sunvolt. We're going to play Sunvolt now. Um, Jay Farrar, is, uh, the singer of Sunvolt, is also takes on political causes quite frequently. He's always speaking up for the little guy, for farmers' rights, for all these other things. Uh, and so we're going to play a song off the retrospective album from 1995. It's called Drown, uh, and it's one of my favorites. So here it goes. Drown by Sunvolt. Scott cracks open, the wall's falling through the floor. Just as well to keep it, I get some game in store. You're with me I, I really like it. Yeah. I again, I never thought I'd be a country fan. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is kind of as country as I get, like the genre. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoy it. But you know, if I think if there was still I mean there's this genre exists for a reason now. Yes. It's because real country quote unquote has gone the way of pop music. So it's like it's yes, totally. You know, um I I think it's cool. This is this technically is real country at this point because like you said, country is Taylor Swift and yeah. artists like that at this point. Yeah, like, so, yeah. It's it is what it, We better come up with its own thing to survive, I guess. I don't know. So, somebody, the Phantom sneezed. Did you hear that? Christina's trying to sneak in that ASMR shit in this all... post. Sorry, Tavis. He said he hated that. He said he turned off the episode as soon as he, as soon as we were munching on chips. <laughs> Always there to keep us grounded. Thank you. We were trying to make a little extra cash, bro. There's people with fetishes out there. Come on, man. Sorry. Anyway. All right. <laughs> that sounds gross. Uh, okay. But yeah, good band. Play your song. Okay. Um, I'm going to choose Lucero. They're a very well-known uh like alt rock americana country folksy band um and this song is called sweet little thing but i've seen them at um i'm pretty sure i've seen them at long beach folk fest used to it stopped unfortunately it was a really good festival but um they would always like headline that type of festival um but they've been around for quite some time i don't know if you know much about them i don't know much about them but i i like the name it reminds me of john lucero who's a one of my favorite old school skaters so well there you go <laughs> black label that's his well let's play the song and then i'll dig up some info and then we can awesome. talk about them let's hear it sweet little thing sweet little thing friends say i'm no good sweet little thing 
like them. Um, I'll I'll say what I said while you were playing them because um, we actually play the songs, people. We yes. actually play them. We take time. We take time. Quiet we time. Listen. We listen. Um, I actually like the band, and I don't think I ever gave them a fair shake uh, because for some reason they were like they kind of just because of their name i thought they might be associated with like the growlers uh-huh. <laughs> associated with like, which is like so opposite yeah, yeah, of totally. what this like, is like the beach goth thing that mm-hmm. goes on so um i didn't i for that reason i never gave them a shot but they sound a lot more like drive-by truckers which is also on my list which i probably won't play now we'll just mention the drive-by truckers oh, and sorry. people can go and see them but the the singer's voice and the meter of the songs are very similar so yeah that's cool i really like them a lot yeah, they're from Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, every year they have a Lucero family block party. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they've been a band for over 20 years. Oh, shit. Wow. And cool. in 2018, they officially made like an official Lucero Day. Oh, rad. Just in honor of them. And they they were like, basically like they carried the torch of the alt country movement and that sound for quite some time in the 90s, mm. according to spotify awesome that's rad that's so, really so pretty important band i think well so. now i gotta do my research on lucero because i you know I, I had them put aside in a totally different category so yeah definitely sucks. more listenable than uh, for sure than for Beach sure God. this is how this is how your name can just you know in my my judgment of your name <laughs> yeah. well your name means everything yeah, as a band so. exactly exactly choose right. wisely right oh that's cool man awesome well, um, I'm going to, I feel like I always play like older songs, um, but I feel like if you're talking about Americana music, it really wouldn't be complete without playing Towns Van Zant, uh, who is a Texas singer songwriter. Um, we played him before. Uh, I don't think him? we played him we before. We didn't play him before. We played uh, Justin Towns Earl. Yes. Who is Steve Earl's son. Yes. Who is named after Steve Earl's very good friend, uh, Towns Van Zant. So, wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Towns Van Van Zant ended up passing away, obviously, uh, of a, uh, I believe, of a drug overdose, and I will tell you about that in just a second. Um, yeah, he uh, he wrote some great songs though, and this particular one, a lot of his songs were recorded by other big artists, and especially uh, this one I'm going to play. It's called Poncho and Lefty, and it's been recorded a bunch, but it's um, mainly the famous version was by uh, Willie Nelson. In the and so this one it's it's a bandit tale it's a it's a tale of two bandits right and they mm-hmm. you know two two go into the desert and only one comes out and it's kind of a thing but um, one of the very one of um, Willie Nelson's most famous songs that he's that he's done I probably got to be in his top ten I, of people what people want to hear so it was written by Towns Van Zant and here it goes and nobody heard his dying words. That's the way it goes And all the federales say They could have had him any day They only let him hang around Out of kindness, I suppose I like it. It made me think of um, a new topic for us. What's that? Like a story. Like songs that tell a story. Oh, yeah, sure. Because I love that about folk music. Right. Like and there's, when you get... oh, there's a lot of songs, right, yeah. that, that tell stories. Um, yeah, that song, um, so Towns Van Zandt died in 1997. Uh, he's 52 years old, but he, you know, he was, was young. One, he's one of these guys that um, he spent the majority of his life playing in dive bars. You oh, know? really? Yeah, he never had any real success. He's always a cult 
follower, but or a cult, a cult follower, a, a cult musician. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and that even says that in the seventies, he lived in a shack in Texas wow. without, without electricity or phone. Or I mean, that keeps it pretty authentic to mm-hmm. the genre. Yeah. But it says, it says his fans cited as Towns Van Zandt fans are Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Amy Lou Harris, That's Counting Crows, so Steve Earle, Robert Earl Keane, who I plan on playing next, Guy Clark, Jillian Welch, you know, there's, you name it. I mean, any biggie at that time was the guy that, you know, that uh, he was the guy that they would, that they would count as a real, real musician. So, um, you know, they, they always say that uh, if you, if you haven't seen any like Americana music, um, the movie uh, Crazy Heart, have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's with Jeff Bridges. He plays a country singer. He plays kind of like a Merle Haggard kind of a figure. Okay. But it's amazing. If that movie doesn't draw you, bring tears from the stone of <laughs> of your of your uh, of your uh, emotional you know rock that that we all hold on to, mm-hmm. then you're not alive. It's it's a great film. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of they kind of loosely base that character on Merle Haggard. If, if Merle Haggard and Towns Van Zandt were to have a baby, it would it would be the guy in that in that. Uh, in that movie but uh he died of uh, insulin shock um oh wow he had he was bipolar and he had drug addictions and he was alcoholic and so uh the now discredited insulin shock therapy erased much of his long-term memories so he didn't oh, have long-term geez. memory and uh and he died by and he actually died of cardiac arrhythmia caused by health problems stemming from years of substance abuse I was just going to ask do you think he was happy with the level of success probably not he had probably not most like musicians aren't. Meant, yeah. So I think that, so that movie Crazy Heart will tell you. This guy okay. is busting his ass on the road, driving from town to town, pissing in bottles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just, he doesn't have any money to buy whiskey. So he pays and he plays in these little towns and he makes himself known in the liquor store. He kind of just pokes around until the owner re- recognizes him yeah. and can buy him the whiskey he wants. So no, I don't think as a musician, as in anything, you kind of always want to be either moving the craft the needle of the craft or making money mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very least but aren't there some that just like are happy maybe not happy is the right word but i'm cool playing at this bar every week or you, you know do. i have my my regulars the people love me here feel it, shame yes you know what i mean oh my god Phil, Phil shame, shame. Yes. you know it's just like that you know phil shane is a local artist here in southern california and in vegas uh yes. plays around but original mics that's original mics so we, we just saw him original mics for father's day we took christina's dad oh, uh but he uh yeah he um this guy if you're not familiar with him he's great he uh he does a he used to do a half neil diamond set half elvis uh-huh. presley set and he's about five foot one yeah. <laughs> and uh, he would do the costume change and everything. Now he does like Bruno Mars. He does all kinds of stuff. Really? He does like oh, all kinds of covers. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I think oh, when and you he play... tries to work the crowd, like he's, he's up dancing around. And the guy's yeah, got to be yeah, 70, yeah. 60, late 60s, early 70s. Easy. He's definitely something to see. Like, yeah. you have to see that type, those types of artists before they disappear. Oh, totally. Cause there's, cause you know, this generation that's coming up. You know, I don't think people are going to leave their homes, let alone go out on a limb and want to be a cover band rock star, you know? Who was I talking about? Was this with you guys? Like, do kids know who Elvis is? Do youngsters know who Elvis? I don't think so. Who, like, Buddy Holly? Like, do they they care about any of that stuff? They would know who Elvis is, but just because of the iconography, like, because you see the image. But But do they? Like, you see a lot of Led Zeppelin. You see a lot of Rolling Stones. Because those are all all over t-shirts. And I don't yeah. think kids really listen to that, but they, 
it hasn't gone back far enough you know like i don't know if kids know about hmm. like That's that true. genre in that era anymore like shirley temple felix the cat like anything at yeah. peggy sue's off of when you go to vegas and you stop at that cheesy diner yeah. to like all that stuff that i love <laughs> Like, right. I don't think, yeah. do kids know? No, I don't know. I don't know that they, I mean, maybe it'll be, I don't know. Let's I take mean, a poll. If you're a young kid, <laughs> you're not do you know to who Elvis, yeah, that's true. Hey, you don't have the patience <laughs> to listen to this podcast, so. Oh. Sorry, I hate to be that guy, the curmudgeon, but let's just <laughs> yeah. keep it real. <laughs> Fine. Okay, I'll play my next song. <laughs> They're like, Jack White? No, not Jack White. Wait, who's that? Right. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Okay, so this next song is called On the Water. Um, I kind of gave you a preview earlier it's very uh folksy very bluesgrass not bluesgrass maybe bluegrass bluegrass influence um it's steve martin oh cool i love i've always loved steve martin me too yeah always steve martin's my favorite matter of fact i he's kind of like my hero because he grew up in garden grove Mm -hmm. city next door to my worked at disneyland worked at knots was did stand-up comedy was a musician majored in philosophy at cal state fullerton yeah that's why all of his movies are so deep because every one of his films has a deep has a deeper message than the actual comedy that's involved, which is great. You know, yeah. he's an artist. I love the guy. He is, and truly one of the highlights of last year for me was seeing Steve Martin and Martin Short yeah. together yeah, because I funny. love Martin Short as well. Me too. Yeah. And uh, God, I love Martin Short. He's so funny. <laughs> um, but they performed together, and you can see one of their. Sp- they did a special together on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but saw, seeing yeah. them live was so good, oh, and I like. Bet. Going back to your um, comment about uh, the fight at Mumford Show. So when mm-hmm. I saw them last year at the fair, it's Orange County. Yeah. A lot of very conservative white people that go to the fair and probably go to the concerts at the fair. Cause it's, it's with the price of the ticket. Right? Yeah. So you don't have to pay anything. Extra. No, you do. You oh, do. you do. These tickets. Yeah. This was a special show. It was expensive. But anyways, surrounded by a lot of white people. It was quiet. They were... I think Steve Martin was making a joke about race in general or something. The guy next to me shouts, build a wall. And I just stared at him for the longest time. I just stared him down for the longest time because no one laughed about it. I love that Steve and Martin like just glossed over it and they didn't like acknowledge it like why get into this this isn't the time no no we're not gonna gonna do you're gonna so you're gonna you're gonna change that guy's mind yeah give me a break we're not gonna acknowledge you give you the time of day give you the any more spotlight to do anything else but i I was so i I don't acknowledge a five-year-old tantrum and i will not acknowledge you and so like i kept staring at the guy and i think he caught on that i was staring at him so he looked like really nervous the rest of the time i was just so pissed at that guy i'm like this is not the time or place for your bullshit yeah anyways you know and it's the drawback of having a free country you know it's like dude realistically you can just you're the you, you you have you have a right to speak but man that right to speak doesn't give you any class and if you honestly want to build a wall to keep people out go mm-hmm. ahead we've been trying people have been trying that for years mm-hmm. okay our entire economy how do you feel about seven dollar heads of lettuce how do you feel about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about nobody to uh mow your mow your yard you're gonna have to do it you mm-hmm. know how do you feel about this i yeah, i didn't set it up man but we definitely have a we definitely have a caste system here in southern california and in the rest of california too yeah so um yeah Jeez. you know what build a wall and put a lot of holes in it so we can get more people through it because we need more more people to work here so well fuck that guy yeah, but this song guy. is great it's called on the water and if you agree with that guy turn off Just yeah unlike, i don't want you unlike us unfollow please and you Thanks. can tell we'll talk yeah 
Exactly. I, I have no problem. Okay, anyways, this song is Steve Martin and the Steep Canyon Rangers that back him up. But he's a really great, uh, Steve Martin's a really talented banjo, banjo player. player. And he played a lot of his own music at that show, too. So this is On the Water by Steve Martin. We will hold our faces tilted towards the sky. Arms and braces Yeah, that fits right in with the, you know, it's definitely bluegrass, so that fits right into that. For some reason, it has, again, I'm not good at understanding music, but it makes me sad, but in a very good way. Like, it's a very sullen, somber type song, but really beautiful at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. Your turn. Uh, How many we got left? You have two and I have two. Oh, that makes it hard. Um, hmm. You can take three if you want. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give three. it to you. All right, good. Hey, that's awesome. I Summer of Mike. Summer of Mike. Hey, you know, let's let's make this happen. <laughs> well, there's some honorable mentions that aren't going to make the list, which sucks. But uh, I figure I have to play at least one song by Wilco since we brought it up, Uncle Tupelo, and this is one of my favorites. Um, one of their, I think one of their, originally one of their, probably not anymore, but one of their most critically and best-selling records. I mean, you could find it in the in the Target Sunday catalog. You know, like back when they had like, I don't know if they still have Sunday paper recycler things where uh-huh. they have ads in them for Target yeah. and it have all the CDs of the week. Yeah. You could find this CD in with it. Uh, it's called the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, but the song is called Jesus, etc. by Wilco. Singing sad, sad songs, tilted chords, strung down your cheeks, bitter melodies, turning your orbit around. Don't cry You can rely on me, honey You can come by anytime you want It was very mellow. Yeah. But I thought it was good. Yeah, it's a pretty song and, and um, <clears throat> the strings and everything in it, I don't know. It's like, you know, they... Uh, I just like that. I just like that Wilco's got, you know, they write songs and they got something to say, you know? And you know what? They do a lot. Like they did a whole album with, uh, Billy Bragg, Billy Bragg yeah. mm-hmm. you know, who is a very big folk punk sure. artist. So they're in that world and in the, the world, circle. The world definitely needs more Billy Braggs. Okay? Oh, totally. It needs more Billy Braggs, just like it needed more, you know, Joe Strummers. So, um, yeah, the fact that, the fact that, uh, they would ask him to do that says something about Wilco right there. Yeah. Although Wilco has had a bad rep. Um, Jeff Tweedy, especially has had a bad rep. He's had guys in his band for years that he's fired and, you know, done all this different stuff. So I don't really know that much about the band other than the fact that I really like their music. And every time I think they're kind of done, they come out with something that's like, Oh, that's cool too. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're, they're just one of those bands that, that they pull you back. They in. pull you back in They're They're always pretty relevant. So, um, if you, I haven't had a chance to see them live and, and, uh, there's a scene in a, um, a, a movie, an Apatow movie, I think where they go and see Wilco at the Hollywood bowl and they filmed it. And I was like, shit, I want to do that. I want to go mm-hmm. see Wilco at the Hollywood bowl. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but anyway, so there you go. Wilco, go out and get a Wilco record. If you want go out and get, um, the one, uh, the Mermaid Avenue one, which is that has Billy Bragg on it as well, and that's a really long album. That has California Stars, which is probably their most well-known song. 
this is probably one of their their second or third most well-known song for sure anyway what do you got now lady Okay, so I'm going to play a band, a newer band, called Hooray for the Riff Raff. Okay. Americana band. Fits the theme. But let's play the song. I'm going to find some little tidbits and fun facts about them. Uh, and we'll talk about it after the blah, 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 blah. Blue Ridge Mountain. Awesome. That's that's super cool. Um, I kind of have to be in a mood for that real traditional, um, the fiddle and the banjo and the mandolin and stuff. I have to be in the mood for it. But that was really cool. That's really an example of of like if we were to get the Model T and head west in the '30s, like that's that's you're, something we could play. You know, you're hopping a train. Yeah, we're hopping a train. That's something we might hear at the campfire before and, we jump on board. And I really like that specifically, like this song. Because it feel like it transports me to another time. Yeah. And I love, and I know there's a lot of British um, folksy artists, but like Johnny Flynn. Yeah, sure. His music does that for me too, where I feel like I'm in, in the early 1900s or yeah, 1800s. Right. Sure. You know, it just, it feels like a very specific it's time. It's kind of like, yeah, it. It, the same way, like, uh, the same way in a, in a different way that like Nathaniel Radcliffe would or something like that, where it's like, a, it's kind of very... It's it's genre specific, even though that's kind of a different thing where that's all traditional music more so. Yeah. But yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely cool. I like it a lot. Um, and I got the next two, I guess. Huh? You okay. do all as right. my summer present to you. Wow! Wow! Look at that. Well, um, I would really like to <laughs> <laughs> you have to do the hand gesture. Yeah, for to it. you. Um, I would really like to uh, to play a band. Uh, I've seen this band a couple of times, mainly because I've seen, um, I've never seen them on their own. I've actually seen the band. They make up part of the members of Steve Earle's touring band called the Dukes, but it's a married couple and they're called the Mastersons. And the song's just really great. Um, I follow them on Instagram too. And it's kind of cool to see they're always traveling. They're always out and it's mm-hmm. a, just a married couple that plays music together and they're really quite good. So, um, closer to you is the, uh, is the song they've also opened up for Sunvolt and you know they've done you know all this all the all the Amer all the Americana you know Michigas <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know that word but I believe yeah, you okay gas John he knows it uh, so here's closer to you by the Mastersons okay that you threw in a woman's voice in there because yeah. we music is just so heavily dominated by men but i i like the fact that they're a couple like you said and mm-hmm. you know that they can be together all the time and, and just they're like an austin looking texas couple oh, yeah, kind of like country, yeah, yeah so they're super cool super cool and that's a band i'd really like to go see i just you know i never get an opportunity to 
to um, get out and see them so much between playing and doing all this other stuff. So next time they come around, I'm going to make a commitment to go see them for sure. They're really, really cool. And the fact they're just great players too, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's good to see a band that has a whole package. So anyway, um, well, let's see. So I guess I'm going to get the last one. I'll get the last say as well. This is, uh, some high stakes for you. Not really. Not high stakes. Okay. I mean, our 20 listeners aren't going to care. They're not going to care. They're going to, they've turned off long ago or they're, if they're listening, there's like three of them still listen. Who cares? Um, so, uh, I'm going to play Americana music for me being from California and being a huge fan of the band X, Mm -hmm. um, would not be complete without playing, um, Dave Alvin, uh, who had an album called King of California. You may have heard. Dave Alvin's uh, Dave Alvin, you have heard him on our show before. Uh, Laura Beth played him. Uh, we had her guest on the show about songs about California. Um, but this song's called Fourth of July, and it was on an X record when Dave Alvin was in X when Billy Zoom kind of wasn't in X for the mm-hmm. period of time. And so Dave was writing some of the songs, and they played Fourth of July. And I always play this song on the Fourth of July anyway, and it just passed. And I just love it because for me, it kind of embodies what it's like living in Southern California. You know, it has this uh, guy's arguing with his woman. He gets home from work and he's just smoking a cigarette on the stairs while Mexican kids are playing and shooting fireworks down below. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like it it has this image imagery of, of Southern California to me. And it's perfect that Dave Alvin wrote it because, you know, he's a favorite son of Southern California, also a member of the Blasters. So um, go and see them. Bellflower Zone or Bellflower? Paramount? Bellflower. Bellflower? I think they're from Bellflower. I don't know. I don't know. We'll look into that. Anyway, uh, Dave Alvin with Fourth of July. Cigarette law. Mexican kids are shooting fireworks below. Again, I like his voice, and I like the last song that we played by Dave Alvin, so yeah. I've been kind of a fan ever since. Yeah, he's great. Um, you know, in, in the band, uh, he's the younger brother. In the band, he's with his brother, Phil, um, that play in the Blasters, and their story is so, so amazing. They're like young kids that were playing like they were ringer musicians in the 60s, mm-hmm. and so anytime like Gene Vincent or anybody who was like a big rockabilly or a rock and roll star would kind of come aging rock and roll star would come through town the alvin brothers would back them up and they were kids cool. so they would like be 17 18 years old going into black clubs and mexican clubs and they were just guys that would lay it down that's awesome know? yeah and that's such a great and, like backstory and they're just east la white dudes you know that that hung out in east la which mm-hmm. you know um you know for me growing up in primarily Mexican neighborhoods a lot of my life I I totally identify with it I totally identify with not being accepted into your culture but you're still part of my culture because yeah. I eat your food and, yep. I, and I hang out at your parties mm-hmm. and you know whatever so so I'm always a hangers-on in the Mexican <laughs> culture so I'm down with it anyway but uh, if you have a chance to catch up with the blasters you can see the blasters uh, they still tour regularly and I highly recommend it they're they're about as loud and rocking as anybody out there and and if you can catch them sometimes they play with x and if you can catch them with x it's there i there's not a better lineup for the two of them i've played with in that particular lineup i played with a couple of times with uh, with 
both of those bands and man they're they're really good and if you want to see some old folks cut a rug out there and there's <laughs> there's some old people go to their shows that really they really love it so it's super cool gotta dance gotta dance but that was it that's our americana episode i think we did good yeah do well, you have any near misses or yeah actually it just came to me so if you've ever seen okay so i watch a lot of tv tbs has a lot of really good shows oh really um like the detour and the guest book and there's another one about people getting oh it's called wrecked people who get uh shipwrecked on a or their plane crashes on a deserted island okay really really funny shows uh also claws throw that into there anyways okay. this one show the guest book it takes place um at like an this last season was an airbnb and okay. so it's around the guest book for the Airbnb, and it's each um, renter's story. Okay. Um, and it's really funny. There's a lot of great comedians in it, but they have a house band that plays at the end of every episode, and it's an actual band. And oh, cool. they're in a very Americana folksy band. And again, it's a, I think it's a husband wife duo, just like the Mastersons. Okay. And cool. so their name's Honey Honey. Oh, yeah, and yes. I, yeah, I have heard of them. Okay. Okay. Awesome, so yes. they're, you know that band. Yes. Okay. I didn't know about them, but I love listening so honey honey's on your missus yeah awesome yeah um i don't have a story about them but i I had a band called the cordovas uh that they're on a lot of americana spotify lists and that's how i found them but they are really Mm -hmm. great um i also had robert earl keen who i'm a fan of uh who's basically just a troubadour singer songwriter that's you know uh really great and then i also had drive-by truckers who we mentioned briefly Mm -hmm. who is they're a staple as well much like uncle tupelo so if you're going to get into this genre Start with Uncle Tupelo and then go to the drive-by truckers and, you know, really great. And then the band Trampled by Turtles because they have a lot of really cool stuff as well that kind of borders on that indie Americana line as well. Yeah, I there's some artists. Recently, there's been an influx of, like, singer-songwriter, female singer-songwriter artists. So, like, Margo Price, Phoebe Bridgers, mm-hmm. Bridgers um, Lucy Dacus. Mm-hmm. So, very folksy singer-songwriter yeah, right. artists that I've... I love listening to them. Um, so wasn't sure about playing them, but still great artists to listen yeah, to. Yeah, no, I think yeah. and all those would have fit too. So I think that's great. And, you know, it's uh, we may kind of make the rules here. So this is obviously this is our interpretation of what that is. And if you if you agree with some of it, great. If you don't agree with any of it, that's kind of fine too. Yeah, I don't you really know, care. So when nobody really cares. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but nobody really cares. I mean, if you have um, a band you want me to check out, yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, please. That's actually a better way to do it. Like, hey, yeah. man, I can't believe you guys didn't mention this and this and this yeah, and this. Yeah, let me know. Awesome, because, you know, we will listen to it. Yeah, so. and that's been the best part of doing this podcast is listening to new bands that I don't mm-hmm. know about. So right. for sure. If you're in a band, I'll give it a listen. Tell for me. Sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that was cool. Um, let's see. Do we have any announcements? I don't think we have anything going on. No, it's been kind of a mellow summer. You've done a lot of things with Pick It Up, uh, Ska in the 90s movie. Right. Yeah, a lot we of Bite Me Bambi shows. Right, right. Um, yeah. Don't you have a Bite Me Bambi show coming up? I do, but this is going to air after. Oh. So, yeah, no big deal. Never mind then. Yep. Y'all uh, missed it. Y'all missed that. And then... Yeah, so I, I guess that's it. I guess we don't really have anything to plug. Nah, let's so, take it easy. Take it easy. Hey, let's ease back into this summer thing. Mm-hmm. Let's ease back into this responsibilities thing, okay? Jeez, okay? <laughs> All, right. All right. Dwight, you have anything you want to say? Nope, now he's quiet, of course. All right. Okay, well, All right. bye. See ya. If 
you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mixtape Mixtape Podcast for show notes, pictures, and behind-the-scenes snaps. And while you're at it, head over to the website, <laughs> mixtapemixtapepodcast.com for complete playlists as well as links to all the spot- songs on Spotify. Just know that I worked really hard on putting all those playlists up and I have feelings. Or did you work really hard at avoiding other responsibilities? Shut up. Just don't forget to tell your friends. One more thing. We know you're busy people, but go ahead and click to review and give us a five-star rating or comment on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.